is good. The Lord is good and he's worthy to be praised. Somebody ought to lift him up this morning. Yes, we're making ready for this word of this morning. Come on, get your hearts and minds ready for the word of the living God. Yes. I'm just ushering myself into the word right now. Father, I thank you right now. Thank you right now. Touch right now, Father, by your healing power, your miraculous power, your spirit, your Holy Ghost. Father, as I speak, Father, let it not be me speaking, but your spirit speaking through me. And I humble myself to be used by you in the name of Jesus. Touch those in the sound of my voice, whoever hears these messages and this message today. Let it have a convincing and a convicting and an impact on their mind. Touch. Let them look within themselves. Let your word be a mirror to their souls. They can see the darkness that needs to be cleaned or covered. In the name of Jesus, we thank you right now. We praise you forevermore. We glorify you. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. It's just hard to get away from that. Get away from that song. That, that Jesus. Oh my God, Jesus. Oh Jesus, 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 Jesus. Oh Jesus. Oh Jesus. Lord, we thank you, Jesus, Jesus. Oh Jesus. Oh Jesus, 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 Jesus. Come on, Jesus. Come on, Jesus. It says power in the name of Jesus. It says healing in the name of Jesus. Deliverance in the name of Jesus. It's salvation in the name of Jesus. It's newness of life in the name of Jesus. It's born again in the name of Jesus. It's the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus. The power in the name of Jesus. The change in the name of Jesus. Oh my God, oh my God, right now, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus, come on, 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 Jesus. Come on, Jesus. Come on, Jesus. Come on, Jesus. Work right now. Oh, we thank you, Jesus. 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 Come on, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, God, Jesus. Come on, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you right now. Thank you, Jesus. 
Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You ought to feel the presence coming. You ought to feel the change coming. You ought to feel that miraculous power working right now. It's working right now. It's working right now. It's working right now. If you open up your heart, if you let him in, it's working right now. It's ready to heal. It's ready to deliver. It's ready to change. It's working right now. It's ready to deliver you from whatever it is. It's working right now. Oh, my God. Hallelujah. Hey, Jesus. Oh Jesus, oh Jesus, oh Jesus, oh Jesus, oh Jesus, oh Jesus. Come on, Jesus, come on, Jesus, hallelujah. Come on, Jesus, come on, Jesus, let your power reign right now. Oh God, oh God, oh God, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Thank you. Hallelujah, in the name of Jesus. In your Bibles this morning, in the book of St. John, chapter 6, in verse 34, this is what he said. And he said to him, Lord, always give us bread. But Jesus had let them know in verse 35, 35, Jesus replied to them, he said, I am the bread of life. The one who comes to me will never be hungry. And the one who believes in me as Savior will never be thirsty. For the one will be sustained spiritually. But as I told you, you have seen me and still you do not believe. That's where we live today. That's where we live today. We live right there when Jesus specifically speaking to his disciples, letting them know, hallelujah, letting them know that what Moses done in verse 32, he said, then Jesus said to him, I said, I assure you and most solemnly say to you that it is not Moses who has, give, who has given you the bread out of heaven. But it is my Father who gives you the true bread out of heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down out of heaven and gives life to the world. Somebody ought to say amen. I want to tell you this morning that if you want to live and if you want life more abundantly, you're going to have to feed on the bread of life. That bread of life is Jesus. I want to bring to your attention today that so many times in this dispensation of time that people have fallen into deception of not believing and trusting the Lord for what he really is. People are concerned about trusting God for what he can give to them as far as materialistically and all. But it seems as though that people don't trust God for their spirituality. The spirit that needs to be confirmed and rebuilded and changed from that old way of living and thinking. Hallelujah. But Jesus has confirmed that I am the bread of life and he can satisfy. He can satisfy our deepest needs and longings. He can make us useful or he can make us 
filled full and overflowing with blessings. Whatever we're seeking, whatever we need, whatever we're missing, whatever the absence that is that in our heart, that void, that emptiness that we're seeking in our lives is nothing more than the relationship, than the establishment, than the bread of life that we need in our lives. That when Adam began, that he stepped into the realm of disobedience and not obeying God for what he said. And it caused him to separate the relationship of being able to have an established relationship with God anymore. But now Jesus came on the scene. Here God came into the man, human, human body of flesh to live and die to prove his love and to prove that he is the bread of life. That he is, that he and his word, that without it, that we are no one, we are nobody. In St. John 1 and 1, it tells us in the beginning was the word, the very beginning, the very start of everything was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. And the same before and before and on and on, meaning his word will never change. Doesn't matter how many things that we come up with, doesn't matter how many laws that we try to establish to make us feel good within our flesh. Doesn't matter what the governors, the senators, the presidents, or whoever, however they set things in order for to make people feel good in their sinful ways, in their sinful way of living, in their lifestyle, in the way that they stand, in the way that they believe, it will not change God's word. It will not change Jesus from being who he is. And he is that bread of life that we need in our lives. The problem that we had is that Satan wants to appeal to your flesh. The way that he does that is by appealing to the weaknesses of your flesh. And the weaknesses of the flesh is of the darkness of this world. Is the materialistic thing and the pleasures and all the satisfaction of the thing that is of the flesh that causes man to be lost. His arrogance, his disobedience, his hard-hearted, his stiff neck, all of those things that he feel as though that with his own intelligence and his intellectuality and with his education and his knowledge that he has it going on. But I'm here to tell you, man, human being of the world today, that you are no good and you are nobody without Jesus. Doesn't matter how much you play all of your type of music, what think you make you feel good and all of that type of thing that you're into, whatever it is that you're smoking, you're drinking, whatever it is, pleasure that you desire, no matter all of this old loud music, this old profane music, this old cursing and babbling and going on, you think that makes you feel good, you think it gives you joy, you think it comforts you, but it only comforts the flesh. Oh my God. It only comforts the flesh. It doesn't comfort. It doesn't feel. It doesn't feed the spirit, man. But it only feeds the evil spiritness of your life, which is a part of the flesh, which of the devil that the tools that he used to deceive you and cause you to be lost. But I'm here to tell you, Jesus said, that I am the bread of life. I am, he said. I am the bread of life. Bread is also a gift from God, a sign of sharing. It is a symbolic representation of God's life-sustaining provision 
Bread, bread, bread is so important so to the point that Jesus, at the time of his last seven days, he said, take this bread, it is of, of my body, and take this wine because it is of my blood, that you would remember me, that I am the bread of life. I am the one that have the provisions that you need while you walk and live in this flesh. If you are trying to live in this world without the power of God, without the power of sustainability, Staining in this life without the bread of life in this world, then you are going to be susceptible to the weaknesses of your flesh. And Satan is going to appeal to all those weaknesses and cause you to be lost if you die in that manner. But I'm here to forewarn you today. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. I am the bread of life. I am the bread of life. I just want that to lock into your head and your mind. I am the bread of life. There's no other way that you can function without me. You might think you're functioning without me. You might think that you're operating without me. You might, you might even think that you're operating in your own will. You might even think that you're operating in your own ways, but you're not operating. Let me tell you something, brothers and sisters, some of the same simple thing that we talk about, we mention, everyone mentioned all the time, that just, just waking up in the morning is not given by the power of your being able to do this. It is by the power of God, by the power of Jesus who touched you because of the love and the grace and mercy that he had, that he had for us. That's allowing us to arise and awake out of our beds. Your activity of your limbs, the movement in your body, the breath that causes you to breathe, the breath that causes your heart to pump the blood through your veins, that gives you the mobility, the activity of your limbs, and everything comes from God. Don't you understand? God said that he breathed into man the breath of life, and then he became what? A living soul. I am the bread of life. And in order for that life to sustain, to continue to move, to continue to operate, that it's going to take the word of the living God. And the only thing that's causing us to live right now is that we're living on grace and mercy right now. In all of your activities, those of you that may be living in a world of darkness, of loss, and lose, and being, being uh, let me use this term right here. Those of you that the adversary may be appealing to your fleshly desires. Your fleshly desires is because God, grace and mercy is allowing you to be alive. It's not you. I look at people, I look all around, and people will give more praise and things to the things of this world. But they leave the Lord off. And the only time they feel as though it's good and it's a great time to give God some praise, to give Jesus, to acknowledge who he is. To recognize that he has the power. He's given us the power to move, to walk, to talk, to do what we do every day. The only thing that we have is him. And yet we think because of the activity of all of the stuff that we do in the world, the vacations, the job, the, the positions, and all of those things, you 
you're not doing those things on your own. It's because of the grace and mercy. Yeah, I'm trying to lock in on letting you know. I'm trying to send this alarm to you that you are not operating no matter if you're living in sin and living in a world of darkness. It's because of grace and mercy is allowing you the opportunity to make up your mind. See, Jesus didn't die because we would get an automatic ticket to heaven. Jesus died that we have, we would have the free will choice to choose ye this day who you shall serve. That's the whole book, that's the whole message, that's the, that's the whole reason. And we live as these, these part-time Christians. We live as these on the weekend Christians. We live as one day a week Christians. We live a Sunday Christian. We live that type of a Christian. We might as well, might as well take the Christ off a of Christian because we're not living Christ-like. Because to be a Christian is to live Christ-like and to be ye holy for he is holy every day of your life. We need to strike that because you're not living the real Christian life if you're not living according to the love and according to the word of this living God that he has placed in these in this Bible that we read today. Today. It's too much. It's too much. It's too much fakeness. Too much falseness. It's too much hypocrisy. It's too much this and that. And people think that they can live any kind of way, live a sinful life, and live any kind of way, and they have an automatic ticket when they die and go to heaven. That's not so. That's not so. And this is why I'm trying to forewarn you today. I know I hear it in the airway. Oh, you can't judge me. It's not me judging me, judging you. If you want any judgment being done, it's the word of God that's judging you. The Bible tells us in Romans 10 and 17, how, how can they hear? Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And he tells us in Romans 10 and 14 that how can they believe on, on that one that they have not heard? And how how can they hear except they have a preacher, a messenger to send the word of God? And that's what time it is today. And now everything in the world, I'm looking around and I'm seeing what's happening is trying to drown out everything that God has planned for us. Rap music, loud music, crazy music, any kind of music that is not of God, no holy music. Everything is based next to the world. Nothing holy and perceptive, no worship, no praise, no glorification, no magnification, no looking with inside oneself and seeing those sinful ways in our lives that we need to correct, that need we need to admit to repent of and ask Jesus for forgiveness of those things and move forward. None of that because if we were living that way, then why do we still have all the racism? Why do we have so much killing? Why do we have so much murdering the young people and the older people and the, and the nationalities of racism and all of these things and an uncompromised and unequalized government and all of those kinds of things that are happening can't come to a conclusion on a decision about nothing, can't agree on anything, but yet we're talking about we going to heaven and enjoying the trip and sitting up in church ain't nothing but a hypocrite and that's what the word of the Lord said. John the Baptist even preached. All he preached, all 
he preached was repentance. He said, all your old generation of vipers, repent, repent, for the kingdom of God is here. I'm preaching the same thing today. All you generation of vipers, for the kingdom of God is at hand. Jesus said that I am the bread of life. And he said that I am, I am the man that no man can come unto the father except by me. No one, no one can come unto the father except by me. Amen. 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 So we thank God for the word that he's trying to share with us on today that he wants us to know that without his word we have nothing without his word we can't live and looking at the scriptures here in this Bible, in the book of Luke 4 and 4, and look at the fivefold gospel, these men that walk with God, that walk with Jesus, that live with him, that prove the point of what he had said, that it is real, that he said, and he explained to them, and he even told them in his telling them, he said, even though you guys been with me every day, walk with me and talk with me, yet you still don't believe, that's what I'm saying today. After all of the ministering, the preaching and the message that being sent out to the world today, yet you don't believe. Because if you believe it, then you would receive it. You would act on it. But here in the book of Luke chapter 4 and verse 4, just want to verify what I'm talking about this morning. And Jesus said, Jesus replied to him. Replied to him. Replied to him. It is written and forever remains written. Man shall not live by bread alone. At this time, here Jesus was being fronted, confronted by the devil. We go back up here in about, let me read from the first verse all the way down to the fourth verse, just to get your attention to understand what am I saying here. Here in the fourth verse, chapter of the first verse where the devil tempts Jesus and we know that he don't have the power to tempt him but what we're talking about where he tried to appeal to his flesh and hear what it says here he said now Jesus full full of and in perfect communication with the Holy Spirit see he's full of it <coughs> in perfect communication with it he returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit in the wilderness. For 40 days being tempted by the devil, and he ate nothing during those days. And when they ended, he was hungry. And then the devil said unto him, this is what the devil will say unto you, when he think you're weak in the flesh. You see, you got to understand, even though the verse of the scripture say he tempted Jesus, but he's, the, the verse is replying to, uh, to his flesh, not to his spirit. To his flesh. He's appealing to his flesh. Hear what he said. Then the devil said unto him, he said, if you are the son of God, command this stone to turn into bread. See, notice 
He says, let it turn into bread. He wasn't talking about the bread that would call him to live, but the bread that would feed the flesh because Jesus had been fasting 40 days and 40 nights. He was starving the flesh so that the spirit could be in control of the flesh, that it would be in operation over the flesh, that it would have power over the flesh. And so here he says, and then that's when Jesus replied to him. He said, it is written. He said, it is written, it is written. Notice what he said, it is written. And I'm telling you today, that's why I mentioned to you earlier that it doesn't matter what people try to do, no matter what kind of laws in the land they try to fix to allow all of the same-sex marriages and all the sinful attitude, the fornications and all of the things that are of the flesh, that are sinful nature, that all of the things that you allow to come clean, television is showing it all over the world to make people feel good that it's all right. And people are being deceived to make them feel like that they were born this way. Well, if you were born like that, it's not because of your physical nature. It's because of curse of your physical sinful nature that you haven't been brought to understand. God don't make no mistakes in creating human beings the way he meant for them to be. It is the thing that of the flesh that the devil is appealing to that is causing you to live that way so that you can be distracted, so that you can be lost when it comes time to leave this world. And so Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone. Then he led Jesus up to a high mountain and displayed before him all the kingdoms of the inhabited of the earth, and they're magnificent, and in the twinkling of an eye. And the devil said unto him, he said, I will give you all this realm and its glory, its power, its renown, because it has been handed over to me, and I give to whomever I wish. You see, we're talking about the things of the world, and God did give him the power to utilize these things of the world because he knew man had the power to make the choice to choose him if he desires in his heart. He will not make you choose him. He will not force you to choose him. He will just show you the way if you want to choose him. He will show you and he will try to reach you with love, grace, and mercy to show you how much he care about you. Even at the last time of your life, he still shows you how much he care about you. They let you know that he is the bread of life. Yes, Lord. God Almighty. So he says, therefore, if you worship before me, it will all be yours. And hear what Jesus replied to him. He said, it is written and forever remains. You shall, you shall. Now he's telling the devil, you shall worship the Lord your God and serve only him. You don't have no power, Satan. I'm trying to tell you today that Satan don't have no power over you unless you give it to him, unless you fall until what? The weaknesses of the flesh. The weaknesses of the flesh. Then he led Jesus to Jerusalem and had him stand on a pinnacle highest point of the temple and said mockingly to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down from here, for it is written, forever remains written. He will command his angels concerning you to guard and protect you, and they will lift you up on their hands. What am I showing you? Even if Satan... If Satan will try and seduce Jesus while he was in the flesh, what do you think he's trying to do to you today? That's what I'm trying to show you. What do you think he's doing to you today? 
What you think he's doing to you today with drug and alcohol and all of the facets of the life of the fleshly desires and all the things that happen in the flesh that causes you to feel pretty good in the flesh, but it doesn't make you feel good in the spirit. It's only an outward feeling. It's not an inward feeling that comes from the Lord. The only thing that you're going to get inward that feel good that come from the Lord is going to have to come through the spirit. Let me read something to you before we close here. The works of the flesh in Galatians chapter 5. Watch this right here. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Oh, my Lord, my Lord, my Lord. God is who he is, who he say he is, and that's what it's going to be. He says this in Galatians chapter 6 verse. He says at verse 7, do not be deceived. God is not mocked. He will not allow himself to be ridiculed, nor treated with contempt, nor allow his precepts to be scornfully set aside. For whatever a man sows, this and this only is what he will reap. For the one who sows to his flesh, sows to his flesh, his sinful capacity is worldliness. His disgraceful impulses will reap from the flesh ruin and destruction, but the one who sows to the Spirit will, from the Spirit, reap eternal life. Eternal life. Eternal life. Hallelujah. So let us not grow weary or become discouraged in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap if we do not give in, if we do not faint. If we believe, if we trust him, amen, amen. Walk by the spirit, not by the flesh. Hallelujah. Walk by the spirit, not by the flesh. Live by the spirit, not by the flesh. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. For Galatians 5 and 17, for the sinful nature has its desire, which is opposed to the spirit. And the desire of the spirit opposes the sinful nature. For these two, the sinful nature and the spirit, are in direct opposition to each other, continually in conflict. So that you, as believers, do not always do whatever good things you want to do. But if you, but if you are guided and led by the spirit, you are not subject to the law. Now the practices of the sinful nature are clearly evident. They are sexual immoralities, impurity, sensuality, total irresponsibility, lack of self-control, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, disputes, decisions, factions, the promote of heresies, envy, drunkenness, riotous behavior, and other things like these, I warn you beforehand, just as I did previously, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. That's the book. That's the Bible. That's the Bible. That's the book. Hallelujah. But the fruit of the Spirit is this right here. The fruit of the Spirit the result of his presence within us is love, unselfish concern for others, joy, inner peace, patience, not the ability to wait. That's what patience means, not the ability to wait, but to have patience. But how we act while waiting, 
kindness, goodness, faithfulness. Faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And against such things, there is no law. I beg of you today to look within yourself. Search yourself. And if you're weak in your flesh, then you need to feast on the word of the living God. You need to feast on the word of the living God. That's what you need. You need to let him have his way in your life. You need to let him be the one to be what you need in your life. Come on, you need Jesus. You need Jesus today. You need him right now. And you need to let him have his way in your life. It's time to seek his face and turn from your wicked ways. Let him be what you would have him to be. Cry out to him. Call on him. It's time to look in the mirror and look deep in your soul and ask the Lord to forgive you, to give you a new life. If you make the choice to choose Jesus, he will make the change in your spirituality of your life. He will fill that emptiness, that void that's inside of you. All you got to do is ask him. Don't you want to ask him today? Let him know. Let him know what's happening in your life. Touch right now, Jesus. Touch the hearers of your word right now. Let him know that you are there for them right now. All they have to do is choose you. All they have to do is choose you. Let them feel the power of your spirit, the convictingness of your spirit, and convince them by your word. Their faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. And when we do not hear the word of God, the message of the messenger that is brought through by the Lord, through his son Jesus, speaking about Christ, to help us to strengthen the belief and have the confidence in him and through all we do and all we go through to let him know that you're right there waiting on them, waiting on them right now for them to choose right now. Choose ye this day whom you shall serve. Which one is it going to be? Is it going to be God? Or is it going to be mammon, the things, the materialistic things, money, the things of this world. I heard somebody's playing something. Talking about money. Makes the world go around. No it doesn't. The Lord is what makes the world. Go around without it. Without Jesus. Money and nothing else. Will ever do. Money can't fill. That emptiness. The Bible says this. What shall it profit it a man. To gain the richness of the whole world. See, that's money. The richness of the whole world. After he get all of that. And then die. And lose his soul. I want you to understand today. That once you die and leave this earth. 
It will be forever and eternity. And so it's your time and your choice to choose today whether you want eternal life or eternal damnation. We're not just here to preach a message so you can just feel good. It's not about feeling good. It's about change. It's about change. And what you have to recognize, do you want change in your life? Father, we thank you. We praise you forevermore. Touch right now. Healing and deliverance. In Jesus' name, Father, we thank you. And we say amen. Remember, always tune in at 8 o'clock every Sunday for Folks to Change broadcast. God bless you. God thank you. We give him the glory. We give him the honor. Give him the thanksgiving. We say amen and amen. Hallelujah.